Hey there, Bulldogs, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. This is your host, Carla Quintanilla. I am a marketing major at the sales class of 2021, and I am so delighted to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing current students like you about the endless possibilities beyond college. Prepare to be inspired through the incredible stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journey. We are here to help you spark your career curiosity and encourage you to begin exploring your future possibilities. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this week's guest. I am very excited to be able to share with you the conversation that I had with Brianna Gelot this evening. Now, Brianna is just a rising star. Brianna was part of the class of 2018. She graduated with a degree in biochemistry. And right now, she's working as a quality specialist at Merck. For those of you who don't know Merck, Merck is actually one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. And she's been working there um, for almost two years now. And while she was at the sales, one of her biggest accomplishments was actually publishing a research study on self-membrane formation. And Brianna will talk to us about her journey through publishing her work and... While she was at the sales, she really enjoyed doing the Chem Demos Club and being able to present science topics to audiences from all different backgrounds. And so I hope you enjoy listening to Brianna because I think that she is a great example to follow, especially for all of us who are about to graduate. Hi, Bri. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. You truly... You truly mean a lot to us. We are wanting to share your story for our current students to get to hear all the amazing things that you've done. Now, you only graduated in 2018, correct? So you're, yes. you know, fresh out of college and, you know, the things that you've done are incredible. So I, my first question to you, Brie, is, so you are, you graduated with biochemistry in 2018 and... Tell us a little bit about your experience at the sales um, in the in your major and your classes and any extracurricular activities, anything. What was your experience like? Yeah, definitely. I had a great experience. I made so many friends. I felt like I was really close with the staff, especially the science faculty and everyone involved um, in the Herd Science Center. Um, so I had a lot of experiences with the science courses and labs, taking extra science electives, as well as research opportunities. I took a couple different researches, and we were able to publish one of my projects, yes. which was super exciting. That's great. So before we get into, we all we want to know all yeah. about research. I I know that you told me that when we called previously, and um, but before that. I'm wondering, what made you choose biochemistry? Can you tell us about your, um, maybe your backstory that made you choose uh, biochemistry? Definitely. So in high school, I was very interested in biology and chemistry, both aspects. Um, we didn't have a biochemistry course in my high school, but I knew it was something I wanted to dig in to more at the sales and I kind of just like how things fit together and science can give you the whole big picture of why something works or why living things are able to do the things that they can do. Mm -hmm. So what would you say um, if there is somebody 
who is undecided and is thinking and majoring in biochemistry. What are some of the words of encouragement or or kind of reasons why this is an interesting um, major? And pretty much, what would you say to them to convince them to to major in biochemistry? Definitely. So aside from just the faculty and the labs are so engaging and they're there for you. You learn so many things hands-on. Yeah. Um, I think the major is really flexible in that there's so many ways you can go with it. You can take a pre-med path and go on to pursue maybe a medical degree or maybe a vet's degree. Um, you can go into pharmaceuticals or maybe a research path. I just loved all the different directions I could go. And I feel like even now in my career, I'm not stuck. If I decide I want to change paths someday, I can clearly take that experience, those lessons I've learned and try something new. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that is very true. Um, that it's very beneficial to have that um, major or foundation um, of knowledge that lets you do many things and you, mm -hmm. and then you'll look beyond college and see what, yeah. that's the name of the, of the podcast, beyond the tassel um, and, and look at the opportunities out there within um, that field. Uh, but let's talk about your journey, publishing your research uh, for those students who want to do it. So can you tell us about how that came about and what was your journey through that? Right. I, the, the project that I did end up publishing, I took on during my senior year, and it was something that many previous students had been working on, and my professor and Dr. Him, Dr. Himmelberger had been working on it for years prior, and she finally, we just got to a, a point where we were ready to really drive the results, and so my partner and I really just put in the time and we were, you know, like busting our butts to get these results. And um, by the end of the school year, we had really good results. We um, solved the structure for this protein, which was the several year journey, the end goal. So we also had collaborated with the University of Pennsylvania. They had a lot of great resources and great awesome. brains there that were able to help us. Um, so then after that, my partner and I had both graduated undergrad. And so then in the summer, we started talking about writing an article. So this was still a collaborative effort between DeSales and UPenn. Um, so it was just a, a long journey. You know, it's definitely several months into a year where you're, you're writing this. Um, and then after you submit it for initial review, then you'll receive edits back from your peers. Okay. So things that they would like to change, maybe uh, clarified a little bit or details on your images that you're submitting to help kind of explain what you're writing about. Yeah. You'll work through your edits and then submit. And then, you know, it's kind of a cycle with that. But with us, then we just move forward with it's been accepted for publication awesome what was the publisher if i may it was the journal of acta crystallography d okay how how can we find it um obviously we'll attach it to um to this yeah, podcast and and but i want to i want to know if if we can if you can share with us what is the easiest way to find it if it's maybe at the library or if it's in any other place 
Um, so the protein, one thing is that the structure for the protein is on the protein databank, which is an online website library that houses all of these protein structures where okay. other scientists can go on and they can download it or they can open it with different applications to kind of uh, use it as a 3D model to see how it works and use it with their own research they're currently using. Um, as for the article, you could certainly go on to the, the journal's website and look at it. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Um, that's so excellent. And I'm very proud of you guys for um, going through that whole journey. And you know, for you. any of us listening, you're welcome. For any of us listening who are interested in that, um, now they have an idea and and they can certainly, you know, reach out to us and, and we can, you know, explain it a little bit further. And you mentioned, you know, the professor who helped you through it. So any listener out there who wants to... Um, publish uh, your research, please, we encourage you. Um, and so a lot of students in medicine um, are, are interested in medicine, but we also have a significant amount who are interested in um, industry, other research opportunities post-graduation. Um, so were you, so Brianna, were you always interested in going into industry or did you consider other options um, such as graduate school or medicine. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about what, what was your route and why you decided to go into Merck? I think my two biggest interests were either graduate school or industry, but I felt like I wanted to go into industry first mm -hmm. and kind of find my niche, see what I'm interested in before any graduate school. And I'm definitely happy with the path that I've chosen. Yeah. And I always tell people when they ask, you know, like, it's not a permanent decision. You can always mm -hmm. go back to grad school. I have so many colleagues who in a couple of years after they've began their career, they say, hey, I want to go on, get a master's, you know, maybe I want to go on and pursue a further degree, like a PhD. Um, they just find what they're really interested in at work, or they feel like, hey, me this degree will help me advance in this path at work. Yeah, that's great that you say that um, because you're right. Sometimes you need that experience to be able to decide exactly what you want to focus on and then, you know, go to graduate school for. Um, so thank you. And and um, and for that advice for those people who are looking. Um, did Do you know anybody um, at DeSales that has gone through like grad, post-graduation, um, graduate school, or anything like that, that maybe you can compare? Um, I do have some friends who are in med school as well as grad school pursuing chemistry degrees. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely interesting. It's, um, I feel like going into industry immediately, you're, you're, of course, getting, you're going head on. You're not really getting more of that background or in-depth detail as to why you're doing things. But certainly in industry, when you learn your job, you need to learn the ins and outs. And um, so even though I didn't go to graduate school for what I'm currently doing, I spent a lot of time on the job learning it, reading procedures, reading background information and research on um, how things work and why we're doing what we're doing and what we're manufacturing. Mm. So let's talk about that then. So actually, sorry. So let's talk about your 
your job seeking experience and then we'll talk about about Merck itself so what what was your experience like I know you had told me that you spent a few months um, trying to look for a job and and you had a few options and then you decided for Merck um, and then so tell us about that journey and job seeking and then tell us what made you decide um, to commit to Merck Right. So I think job searching is probably one of the hardest parts, you know, and we're all so hard on ourselves and it seems like a decade that it takes to find a job, but um, it's just the pressure we're putting on ourselves, you know. So it definitely took several months and I had many interviews, some were phone, some were in person, you know, some were one to two interviews before I heard a response. And Um, it's definitely a little frustrating sometimes when you're waiting for responses or you're following up and you're not hearing anything back. I would say just, just stick with it. You know, the, the right thing is going to come along as long as you're persistent. So eventually my, through my networks, um, that I had between the sales and Merck, I landed an interview at Merck and, um, it went really well. I had just one interview and then I heard a response that they wanted to offer me the job. And yeah. so I was more than happy to accept. Yeah. And so, and you remember, I remember you telling me your interview was different because you had four panelists, mm -hmm. right? It was a, it was an interview of four, four people interviewing. And so what was that like? Did you know in a head in advance that you were going to be interviewing for four people? Um, and so, and how did you, facilitate um, the interview? Um, I did not know it was going to be four people interviewing me at the same time. But I, at that point, I wasn't necessarily surprised because I had a few previous interviews where it would be maybe three individuals interviewing me at the same time. It kind of seemed like the common way to go. Mm. Um, you know, so they, they definitely ended up just breaking up questions and mostly... We would talk about my schooling, about uh, my research, you know, things like that. Um, so would you say that it's, that's interesting because so you noticed that there was a pattern of in, so if you're applying for similar roles mm -hmm. at, as a as a specialist, uh, quality specialist or was there any other role that you applied to or? I just want to know just because I want um, our, our listeners to be aware of that once they say they're a senior and they're uh, trying to apply, that they're aware of that and maybe they can prepare a little bit better or just know um, so that they're not just faced with that. Um, so yeah, did, did, did you apply to any other roles where it was a similar situation or was it just for that role, for those types of roles? Um, so at Merck, I had only applied to the quality job and that was the first time I had interviewed at Merck. Okay. Other companies, I would say along the lines of quality, I mainly stayed within that type of position. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of what stuck out to me, something I thought would be interesting, I really want to learn more about and you know, put, put all my hard work and effort into. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So um, my next question is for anyone who is interested um, working in working for Merck, how would you describe the professional climate in the office? And if you could give us um, kind of a, a little day-to-day -day of what you do at Merck. Right. 
Um, so I think one thing to keep in mind with pharmaceuticals is that it's ever changing. They're always coming out with tighter regulations and um, changes to the vaccines or the processes. And since you're sending products to all over the world, to all different countries, they always have new requests and new things that they would like changed. Um, so at being able to adapt, you see a lot of people who are trying to be flexible and willing to change. And um, you need to go with the flow, I would say. That's kind of a good way to describe the environment. So there's definitely a high level of professionalism and a lot of teamwork, definitely. What, what is something that you think helped you um, at, at the sales strengthen um, te your teamwork, you know, your ability to, to uh, work with others? And any other, any other advice for current students who are gonna, you know, be applying for mm -hmm. similar roles so that they keep in the back of their heads that, hey, you know, let me hands-on get more experience or let me strengthen this quality. Anything that you can tell us? Yeah, so I think working with others at DeSales, you know, whether it's in the labs and research or just in class, um, you're meeting students with different backgrounds and different education levels. You know, maybe if you're coming into chemistry and certain students have different um, courses they had taken in high school, but you still need to work together towards mm -hmm. a common goal. You need to rise to the occasion and maybe present, explain things to other people and know how to ask the right questions so you can... Um, like get the best answer and find out what needs to be done and what's the best way to do it. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I think that not only in uh, at Merck, not only uh, in biochemistry or any fields like, uh, like the source that you are, any industry that you go into for any listener who is not in, in, um, in this major mm -hmm. or in this field for them to hear that teamwork is, is a, it's just, what the deal, right? Like that's what right, our team-driven companies all around. Um, and I think that in many ways, that's what yields productivity within others. So having the ability to work with others um, is, is essential <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, um, I agree. I think um, if I could add on, I think it's great to be an independent worker, but if you don't really like working on teams or you're resistant to work with others and hear new ideas, then you're kind of putting your own roadblock in your way and it's going to slow you down. Yeah, absolutely. Having that growth mindset um, and, and believing that teamwork makes the dream work. I always say in any, in any mm -hmm. industry, um, but thank you so much. And, and my last question to you, and I know we've covered a little bit, you know, we, we've sprinkled a few tips and tricks um, out there and throughout our conversation. But if there was one piece of advice um, that you could give to our students pursuing a career in your field or maybe pursuing um, a role like in, in quality, what is one piece of advice that you would tell them? Um, so I would definitely tell people to be persistent while you're looking. You know, I know it's so frustrating when you're not getting what you want or 
especially when you're learning a new job and you're like, this is just not clicking. Like the first time you do something and you're messing up and someone kind of shows you, Hey, it's actually needs to be done this way. Mm -hmm. Don't be hard on yourself. Just, you know, accept that, accept the critiques and that, Oh, I need to adapt and um, do it the better way. Just always be flexible to the change and, you know, if something doesn't happen, whether it's you're getting your job or you're finding a position or a company, just wait. Maybe it's not the right time. You know, if you're not um, getting the job that you're looking for, maybe try in one to two years and it'll open up and it'll be the right time for you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, one last question. Um, it, it doesn't have to be included, but I could, like, if you don't want to, if you, if you mm-hmm. don't answer it, um, My uh, one last question, one other question for me, for you is where, where do you see yourself, um, in, in five years? Would you, would you want to stay, um, it within the same field or do you see yourself, or do you see yourself going back to, to uh, graduate school while working? Yeah. Just tell us about what your vision is in, in within five years and how you think you are, um, progressing just because I think that as somebody who just graduated, you're very much well established in something and you seem very passionate about everything, uh, about everything that you're doing and you, um, and you are an inspiration for those students who are about to graduate and know that, you know, they, with, from now in two years, they could be just like Brianna and, and be well established in a company and doing whatever they love to do. So, but, but just coming more in a personal note, is there anything that you see yourself doing in, in the next five years? Right. Um, so I definitely love quality and I'm trying to master all the different sides and the different aspects of that. Um, I know at Merck, there's so many opportunities with, you know, technical, with operational, engineering, different positions. So I would definitely be open to exploring all the different teams that they have at Merck. Um, for graduate school, I'm always open to learning more. So you know, who knows, maybe a master's down the road. I'm definitely open to learning more and seeing what else I can do with my degree and my career that I have so far. Yeah. And I'm sure you have a bright future ahead. I have no doubt. Uh, Brianna, if there is any, if there is any students uh, at the sales listening to us right now and wanted to reach out to you to just get to know a little bit more about what you do or, um, or just get to know Merck or anything like that, what is the best place to reach you? Um, So I would give the most attention to just my emails and I have a lot of time to, you know, write out a well-thought response. I've had people ask me about Merck before or advice on, you know, what what the jobs are like uh, day-to-day. So my email is brijalot at gmail. Awesome. Um, Dot com. Yep. Awesome. Yes, dot com. Thank you so, so much. Um, Brianna, it's been a pleasure. Like I said before, we are so grateful for our alumni and I wish you the best. Please stay in touch. And yes. thank you. And thank you for our listeners. We will see you on the next episode of Beyond the Tassel. Goodbye. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.